Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Cooper, and welcome to the Midweek Podcast. This is an episode styling within our Cheney Faith Center podcast collection. So maybe you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, or maybe on our website through the little podcast player. Um, But what we like to do is have another episode throughout the midweek um, that just talks a little bit more either from our Sunday messages or talks on some cultural moments from a biblical perspective. So it's been so far really fun and something that Mark and I have really liked. And a lot of times we'll have some other special guests a part of this. So I really encourage you to look back on our previous midweek episodes. But um, here is this upcoming episode of the midweek. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to the midweek podcast. Hello. Part of the, part of the CFC podcast collection. All that good stuff. And so, yeah, this is kind of the, the I guess, the styling of episodes where Mark and I like to just chat and yep. have fun. Sometimes we talk about the food that we're eating and cooking. Yes. It's kind of our pseudo yeah. cooking. And our sports teams are so That's awesome. right, yeah. It's like our, like, <laughs> pseudo sports cast, pseudo cooking cast. <laughs> and we do talk about Jesus. <laughs> right, yes. But he's most important. Yeah, well, we're getting close to one of my favorite seasons, which is fishing season yes i wasn't i wasn't gonna say baseball because i'm not a baseball fan almost i used to be i used to be really into baseball yeah and i don't know why right i realized it was boring to watch (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't get me started i've got a whole theory yeah 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 but it's fishing season it is coming up i think this weekend's opening weekend yeah which will be fun for the local lakes i'm liking it the water's warming up the Mm -hmm. bass are eating oh yeah loving it it'll be good so, yeah, is there any local lake that you love to go to specifically? Uh, specifically, gosh, I like a lot of them. Um, I like clear. Uh, it's pretty great. Um, a little bit harder to catch fish there, but I do like clear, and I like silver. Silver's a little easier on the mm-hmm. fish catching. So I like silver, and uh, that's good. And then um, my father-in-law and his wife live up on Diamond, and that's great. Mm-hmm. So that's when we get some time on, and it it's really good. Got a lot of variety of fish, and love it. And um, yeah, so cool. Yeah, anywhere I can throw a line in the water, I'm happy. Oh yeah, yeah. You get a line, yeah. I'll get a bowl. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. This is also becoming yeah. our fishing slash redneck podcast right? too. Yes. So we'll yeah. just we'll add that to our yeah. collection stylings. <laughs> yeah. More than anything, I just love being on the water. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I just love it. Yep. So. Yeah, and we're in an area where there's a ton of, ton lakes of water within like an hour. I know you can practically throw a rock any direction and hit mm-hmm. water. Yeah, it's great. So, and we have also have a lot of rocks in yeah, Chile too. So, right. <laughs> but sometimes rocks yeah, the size of a yeah. house. Thankfully, my yeah, yeah, I don't have a glass house. Yes, so. yes, yes. <laughs> that is true. So, yeah. Well, uh, today in this episode, um, we're going to open the conversation about cancel culture. Yes. The term that can, I think, maybe like get people like, wait, what were you talking yeah. about? And kind of a little bit uneasy and or lots of preconceived notions and thoughts can come to your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but we thought it'd be good to yep. just chat through this from a biblical perspective. Yeah. Open the conversation up and yeah. just approach it Yeah, um, with some truth and mm-hmm. grace, like we've been talking about the last couple of weeks in our welcome mm-hmm. series. Um, but yeah, I think just to have a good, healthy conversation right. of what is the cancel culture, how do we navigate this? Mm-hmm. Um, what about our own hearts and minds? Have we canceled people? I think is always a good question yep. Yep. that we need to be just kind of focused on and stuff. So, uh, I want to kind of open it up a little bit of just giving maybe a brief overview, kind of a definition that we're kind of working with, mm-hmm. um, throughout this. There's a lot of different ways to define cancel culture, Um, But here's kind of what we wrote, and this is, again, not like a binding, like this is the official thing. Um, But we say, when a person or a group is completely canceled or shut down, if there has been any wrongdoing according to another person or group's set of absolutes or set of values. Now, what we have seen, though, with this is there's not a lot of room for grace um, or forgiveness as well. and. I'd say in the last year, right? This is probably this has grown exponentially. Yeah, yeah. And we were just talking earlier. Cancel culture has been around around for a long time. Yeah, but we're seeing a spike in what this is and kind Mm -hmm. of the the outcomes of it. I think a lot of it was with social media and then just the polarization of our political landscape right now has really made this kind of a thing. 
Um, but I, I think it'd be good. So we kind of defined it a little bit. Um, but I, I think it'd be good just to even start this this process to of just as Christians, how do we even approach this mm-hmm. subject? We don't want to like maybe start like labeling things quite yet. But I think how do we even just approach this thought process of cancel culture of just the division and like the divisiveness that this Mm -hmm. can happen. And then even just have some self-reflection as well on this. Mm -hmm. So, so I guess, I guess I'll just open up with a kind of a question a little bit. Um, How do we navigate this? (laughs) Right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking even about something we didn't talk about beforehand when we kind of prep, Um, you know, the new Testament's really clear. We're called to be in unity. Mm, Yeah. I mean, that's like one of our, the writers of the New Testament's biggest thing. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus' biggest thing is to love one another. Yeah. Even your enemies. Yeah. Love your enemies. Love your brothers and sisters. Love everyone. Mm-hmm. Cancel culture is the complete opposite of that, mm-hmm. for one. But then as, you know, the body of Christ and as Christians, we're supposed to be in unity. And mm-hmm. sometimes we see a little cancel culture even in the church. Yeah, totally. Um, where if we don't have the same theology, the same beliefs, or the same political ideas, we kind of cancel one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there are some challenges with that. Uh, the thing I like about this podcast, though, is not shying away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to talk about cultural things that are happening in our world. And this is one, um, like we talked about um, sexual things last week. Here's another one that's happening in our culture right now that is, in my opinion, extremely damaging to a culture. Mm-hmm. Let's take out what we believe as Christians for a minute and just say, what would be something that's really hurtful for a culture? Here's one. I mean, this, this is, this is a really bad deal that as people, no matter what you think or believe religiously, politically, anything doesn't matter at, at any point we start saying, we're going to cancel one another. We're going to fire you. We're going to take away your livelihood we're going to do whatever simply because you think different than us. We've gone down a really dangerous road as a culture, especially as an American people that you think about that we live under a constitution that gives all of us the right to live free and to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's, it, it, that's, that's the umbrella that we live under. So a cancel culture is, for one, completely unconstitutional. <laughs> Number two, it's completely unbiblical. And number three, it's just not great as a human to do to another human. It's really a poor thing to do. And so I think the road that we're traveling down right now where we're saying, if you don't think like me, you're out, is just a really bad place as a culture. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, so first of all, I think it's a personal thing. We have to make a decision personally. How am I going to deal with this in my own heart, in my own mind? But then we also have to address how are we going to deal with this corporately as groups of people, groups of thought, groups of political thought, mm-hmm. religious thought, um, life thought. And I do think uh, you know social media has not helped here. Um, this, this would be kind of maybe a negative side of social media mm-hmm. where you can grab a hold of any idea and find a couple of people that agree with you and then cancel everyone else that doesn't agree with your idea. Mm-hmm. Um, social media is in a way given us a license to do that mm-hmm. and, and, uh, maybe a soapbox to jump onto, yeah. um, or to find other people that have those similar veins of thought. And then I can kind of rule out everybody else's vein of thought because I have some other people that agree with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what we're finding even on social media is, you know, you can find anyone to agree with anything. Mm -hmm. You can find, you can find 25, 50, hundred people to agree on your idea. And and then you think your idea is right. Mm -hmm. And then you're off and running and it gives you the license and the feeling Mm -hmm. to cancel everyone else. And so I think we've, you know, we've gone down a pretty dangerous road. Um, it's not good for a group of people to live this way at all. Um, and so I think it's something for us definitely to talk about today on a podcast and try mm-hmm. to put some biblical feet to it. And also mm-hmm. what might I need to change? Right. Yeah. Cause I think there's, there's obviously two sides, you know, cause some people might say, well, we need to have accountability with right. our culture. And it's like, mm-hmm. absolutely. 
Yep. And that needs to be instituted. Mm-hmm. There needs to be things that are mm-hmm. set in place to have accountability. Yeah. But I think what we're kind of also saying is there's been this jump yeah. a little bit exactly. more so um, to not just accountability, but mm-hmm. to now um, taking an abstract set of values that we would say from a Christian perspective might be outside of the bounds of right. what scripture is speaking to or what God's heart is for, mm-hmm. for one another. I, I think your point is really good, mm-hmm. but let's just take it one step further. Yeah. Accountability is done because you love someone. Right. We're canceling people because we hate them. That's right. totally different. Mm-hmm. Accountability says, I love you. I see you as a fellow human being mm-hmm. that is just struggling with something. And because I love you, I want to help you be better. Mm-hmm. That's accountability. Correct. We're yeah. saying, no, nah, I just hate you. You're out. Yeah. And there, there's no room for no grace. No room for grace. grace. I mean, yeah. we're seeing people get canceled that like did some, they're, they're 45 years old now and they did something in college when they were mm-hmm. 18 in the dorms. Mm-hmm. Or said something, and now they're being canceled. Like, goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Do we want everybody to know what we said and did when we were 19? Right. I don't think so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we should just kind of start to put a roadmap out here, um, a little bit of just how to navigate this. And like, like you said, a lot of it comes with first a self reflection. I mean, yep. like, Absolutely. We, it always starts with us first and our heart yeah, condition it should. within who Jesus is and how Jesus is working out. But um, kind of, I mean, we realize that we're not perfect. Romans is clear about that. that all yeah. have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. We're not mm-hmm. perfect. We need Jesus. Yes. Like without his sacrifice, like we're done for, like mm-hmm. we, we need someone to advocate for us. Mm-hmm. Like, because our sin makes us quote unquote to use our cultural terms canceled. Right. <laughs> you know, like we cannot enter into relationship again with, with our heavenly father because of our sins. We need something to atone for what we need. And that's, that's Jesus. He's mm-hmm. the sacrifice for right. that. But within that, there is forgiveness of our sins. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that we're just forever canceled and we're <laughs> like right. we're, we're done for. There's yeah. there is forgiveness of our sins and there is grace and there is love that that abounds in that. And I want to pull up Romans three twenty three and then also twenty four. Yeah, I think you mentioned earlier. So when, from the New Living, it says, "For everyone has sinned; we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in His grace, mm-hmm. freely makes us right in His sight." He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. Yeah. So Christ has freed us from the penalty of our yeah. sins. Like we are made free from what was once who we were. Mm-hmm. We were dead in that. We were we were dunzos. Right. But through Christ and through God's love and his grace and unending kindness and all those things, we are now made free and we're no longer penalized right. for those sins. So we're not canceled right. <laughs> anymore. And if we as Christ followers are to emulate the heart of the Father, that should come out in our lifestyle. Yes. That should come out in how we live with other humans in this world. Mm-hmm. And I think I want to even start the conversation too, Mark, a little bit even within the church right. a little bit. Like we're, we're going to expand to our culture, culture, but right. even within the church, and we've experienced this this last year, where churches have disagreed on different things mm-hmm. within our culture and mm-hmm. political things and face masks and this and that and vaccines and yeah, <laughs> it's just it's, like it's been hard and there's yeah. it starts to be these camps right in the church with right. people of faith mm-hmm. that start to cancel one another out right um so let's just dialogue a little bit on that like like how how do we how should we even like live this out you right. know yeah if it's even in the church mm-hmm. um we're, we're canceling one another if we're not like you said in the very beginning like we're not being unified. Right. That's the, the, the New Testament is really like talking about being unified, but we're, we're canceling each other out even in the church. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the key, you know, over and over again through almost every New Testament letter, the writers are saying what you're going to have to bear with one another. Mm, you're going to have yeah. to forgive one another to continue to live in unity because we have to remember um, while we're being divided over face masks and other things, in a you know if we try to compare them to kind of first first century things that the mm-hmm. first church was dealing with we're not really comparing apples to apples mm-hmm. uh, masks compared to deep seated mm-hmm. generational hatred over Jew and Gentile yeah, yeah. that's what we're talking about yeah. we're talking about deep seated I mean I would call this racism this mm-hmm. is deep seated multiple multiple generations thousands of years worth of racism. Mm-hmm. And Paul is bringing them together in unity mm-hmm. and saying, this hatred must stop. Mm-hmm. It must stop under Christ. From now on, 
there's no difference between Jew and Gentile because of the verse you just said. Mm-hmm. We've all sinned. Mm-hmm. So the, the great equalizer is this. We've all sinned. Okay? That's the great equalizer. doesn't matter. Jew, Gentile, whatever race difference we have, different viewpoints we have, politically, religiously, doesn't matter. We're all sinners. Mm-hmm. That's the great equalizer. And then the second great equalizer is this. We all have a Savior. Yeah. We all have an equal mm-hmm. Savior. We're all on the same playing field because we've all fallen short, but we're also all on the same playing field because we can also receive the same grace, mm-hmm. the same eternal life, the same love, the same kindness from mm-hmm. God, the same mercy every morning, the same faithfulness. We can both attain, all of us can attain righteousness and justification, sanctification through mm-hmm. Christ. So it's like Paul's and the other writers of the New Testament are saying, just live under that umbrella. Mm-hmm. Stop fighting. Stop being angry with each other. Stop all these conversations and ridiculousness about um, old wives' tales and myths and mythological things. No, just focus on Christ Mm -hmm. and focus on living under the love and the grace and the banner of Christ and and live in that place and and find your life in that place. And, um, And so that's really what Scripture teaches us. And I think... Today, you know, I think COVID-19 challenged that in the Mm -hmm. church. What am I, what kind of person am I going to be? Am I going to be the kind of person that highly values the unity of the church? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to be a person that highly values my own personal interests? Mm -hmm. That's a challenge. And all of us have to do that. And I I have to do that regularly. Every time I preach, I have to say, am I going to preach what I want to say? Or am I going to preach what? God's word wants me to say mm-hmm. what Jesus is wanting me to say. Yeah. Um, and so those things are challenging. And I think COVID and, and all of the consequences and the situations that I believe have been very difficult and mm-hmm. very challenging and have just brought all that to the surface. And, mm-hmm. and I've just made a commitment. And I think I made a, this commitment when I first uh, got called to ministry mm-hmm. that, um, I, I got called to um, serve Jesus' bride. I got called to serve mm-hmm. the church of Jesus Christ. So my highest priority needs to be the unity of the gospel of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. to the church of Jesus Christ. And I think that that calling is true for all of us as believers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just for pastors. Mm-hmm. I have I have to I feel like I have to lead that. That that's mm-hmm. my responsibility. Um, but I think every one of us as Christians, our highest priority needs to be Jesus and his church Mm -hmm. and being in unity with one another in his church and making sure that my heart, my mind uh, uh, is focused on that. Even though I'm going to live with a group of people that have differences, Mm -hmm. different viewpoints than me, different lifestyles, different Mm -hmm. ways they were raised, different ideas. And we have to submit all of that to Jesus and live in the Holy spirit. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I want to read a little bit from Romans 6, starting in verse 14. And just this this thought, too, of like as Christ followers living mm-hmm. out away from a life of sin, because that's been set free for, through mm-hmm. Christ. Now we're not slaves to sin no more. Right. Um, but also like connecting it to our culture, where if they're not following Jesus, they're following something else. Right. And so we might have an expectation of like, well, what the heck? Well, they're they're following a very sinful way already. So right. they're going to make some really dumb decisions. But it says this in 6.14 of Romans. Uh, Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. 15. Well, then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you became... You, that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey. You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God, once you are slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. So, in general, as Christians, we should be living righteously. Right. Just because we have freedom from sin does not mean we can partake in bad behaviors. So we should be like we were talking about, be held accountable. Mm-hmm. We should be living righteously. So if we're a leader and we're doing things inappropriately, we should be called out. We should mm-hmm. be called up, right? Yep. There's also this part of 
there should be some forgiveness in there. <laughs> there should yep. be some some grace in there. But also, hey, maybe the best thing for you is not to be a pastor anymore. <laughs> like, because you were inappropriate in a lot of different ways. But you know what? We love you. We want to build you up as a person, as, a, as an image of God, because we care about you. And we want to have that be instilled with you. But here's right. the thing is our culture doesn't hold those same values. So they're going to hold somebody accountable to a point, but then go way far and beyond and destroy right. <laughs> that person or yeah. that group because it might not align with what they think is the truth. And this Correct. is that weird thing too, where we've seen the pendulum swing from the postmodernism that came up really big in like the early two thousands of there is no truth. Your truth is your truth. But now we're seeing like there is no truth. Your truth is your truth. But if your truth goes against my truth, yeah, I'm going to obliterate you because right. now my truth is the ultimate truth. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't go from just there is no truth. It goes from my truth becomes the absolute. Yeah. Well, on what basis? My basis. Right. Now we get in this just crazy yes. scatterstorm of absolutes. And what Absolute is truth this. and what is. Yeah. And, and so yes. it's still like a yeah. postmodern thing. Totally. But with this pendulum swing of yep. every non-truth is now an absolute truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, whoa. Right. Like, oh, you don't you don't like Pepsi? Well, you're canceled. Cancel you. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever it might be. Like right. you don't like Lord of the Rings? Get out of here. <laughs> right. And it's just like, man, like, and we're starting to see that in a lot of different things. And we're seeing it, like we were talking about earlier, in this melding of a historical Christian view of let's say sexuality mm-hmm. or of marriage. Right. And those values right. that are key to God's intended value for all of creation. Yes. People are saying no. Like if you believe in a historical view of a Christian relationship or of sexuality, you are hurting people. You mm-hmm. are malicious against people. You are doing this, you're doing that. Yeah. So we have to therefore cancel you. Yeah. We saw that in March Madness. Oral right. Roberts University yes. started winning. Yeah. And all of a sudden people were like, wait, this is a Christian they university. They shouldn't be able to be in the tournament. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, whatever happened to like this yeah. free country yeah. of people being able to compete and do things in of different religions? It was just like, what is going on? It was it was it was just different. Right. And but we're seeing that now. Like mm-hmm. people are getting really, really bold. And like you said earlier with social media, you can get a following of people to take kind of an absurd idea to then get followers, make it viral. All of a sudden it it becomes a thing. Right. Where before social media, you might have like an absurd idea. It gets filtered out pretty easily in that free market of ideas. People are like, that's not, no, what are you talking about? Right. But now people from every part of the country or the world can see a social media post. They don't even... (laughs) <laughs> you know right. who you are. Yeah. Like, oh, that one little word you said. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Then it's just like this absurd canceling type of mentality just takes over. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this has gone so wrong in yeah. so many ways. I think we're also doing it with race now too. Mm. You know, if somebody was thought to be a racist or thought to have made a racist comment, or maybe mm-hmm. they did. And, um, you know, uh, we're, we're going to cancel that person. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing it because of Judeo-Christian values. We're seeing it because of racism right now, because it's the hot button topic. Um, you know, we're seeing it in other areas as well, mm-hmm. uh, that if you don't believe a certain political slant, um, you're canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, it, it happens a little bit more from one side to the other, but um, mm-hmm. I think we're, we're starting to see it on both sides just because it's... Uh, well, everything's just so volatile. Yeah. So it's it's making it everybody feels like they're justified to do it. Yeah. 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 You you had a, you had a quote that you were talking about earlier from from Bob Goff, yeah. who's a Christian author, things like that, and he said this quote of "Don't let being right talk you out of being kind." Yeah. Good. Uh, quote. Maybe maybe expand a little bit on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bob Goff's a guy that I think would be kind of like the Apostle John, right? He would just talk about love all the time. Right. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Um, and and that's literally the uh, topic. His two right. titles are "Love Does" and "Love Always." Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. So text, he would so. he would just be like Jesus, and he'd be, you know, hey, let's just let love win all the time. And um, what a great quote, though. I saw it on Instagram the other day, and just you know, screenshot it because I'm like, gosh, I need to remember that in light of our cancel culture. Don't let being right talk you out of being kind. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you think you're right. Mm -hmm. 
All right, great. Does that give you the right to be unkind, to cancel someone, to fire someone from their job, to tell them they can never work in this industry again, to ruin their business, to um, you know call them names, slander them publicly, destroy whatever mm-hmm. idea they believe or I mean that's where we're at, you know so we've now said, whatever I think I'm right on, whether that's true or not, because we have not declared an absolute truth. We mm-hmm. now have everything is an absolute truth. So now everybody gets to be unkind. Mm-hmm. What a horrible way for a culture to live. Mm-hmm. And I think we do need to get back to what Bob's talking about. Okay. So I think I'm right. That doesn't give me a right to be unkind. Mm-hmm. We're still called to be people that live together in harmony and love. And that yeah. should be more important than, um, being right. And and here's another thing that I think as it applies to us as Christians, right? We're reading right now the 55 days with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Nobody was more right than Jesus. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Not even close. I mean, none of us, we can't touch him with a 100 billion, 10,000 <laughs> foot pole. Um, yeah. and, and did Jesus walk around saying, I'm right, shut up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm right. You know, you suck. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. He walked around never even saying I'm right. He just walked around being kind, mm-hmm. being loving, being gracious, mm-hmm. uh, putting his reputation on the line for a prostitute and a tax collector and a leper and someone demon possessed. And I mean, this is these were his friends. This is who he hung out with. He mm-hmm. He stuck his reputation and his life out on the line for the the people that were most disenfranchised, disillusioned, hurt, disrespected, um, disgraced. All of, these are all the people he hung out with, and he he modeled for us. I'm I'm right. Mm-hmm. I'm always right. Everything I say is right, and I do not use that to condemn you or hurt you, belittle you, destroy you, hurt you. I use it to help you. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the challenge is everyone <laughs> thinks they're right. It doesn't mean they mm-hmm. are, but everyone is thinking they're right. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you think you're right, does that give you the right to destroy other people? And the answer is no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with where we're at as a cancel culture. Yeah. Yeah, and like from a Christian perspective, like it says, I think in Romans 12, where we have to allow room for God's, judgment to happen yeah, for God's like we, we give wrath. God yes. that, that area. That's, mm-hmm. that's his, yes. that, that's his place. That's his part. Not exactly. our part. Yeah. But it's hard because we, mm-hmm. we are probably justified in what we think and all those things, but by the way we do it is not the way God's going to do it right at all. And so we have to allow room for God to carry that out. Um, our, our job is to continue, like you said, do what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. That's to be kind and, and to love one another and to show that outwardly. And it starts first with us in the church, mm-hmm. um, in those contexts, because the world will see Jesus as he, as they see the church. And if we're cats and dogs and all that stuff, that's not super healthy or super helpful. But, um, I guess a question I want you to kind of expand on a little bit. So as a Christian, how do I carry out my life in a cancel culture? Like I, right. I mean, I hold to values that are yep. biblical when it comes to sexuality, relationships, um, just how we deal with all sorts of stuff within mm-hmm. our culture. And we would say it's very counterculture, like to hold Absolutely. biblical values. Yep. So, so how, how do I carry that out in the middle of this? Like I might be canceled because I don't believe that, you know, two men should be married mm-hmm. and, you know, all those things or like, like how, how, how does that work? Yeah. Should I be, live in fear? Should I mm-hmm. just go up in the mountains and get away from everything? Like, <laughs> yeah. like how, how does that kind of work? There are days I want to, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I will admit that yeah. there are days I just want to say the best thing to do would be to live off the map and, uh, you know, where people can't hurt me and I can't hurt anyone else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I totally get that. And there are days that, yeah, I want to buy a cabin in North Idaho and live off the land. Right. Um, but that in the end, that's not what Jesus did either. Right. Mm-hmm. He continued to be a part of a culture mm-hmm. that was hurting and broken and do his best to minister to that hurt and broken world. Mm-hmm. And so I think a couple things, the first one I would say is we have to guard ourselves. 
So mm-hmm. there's things all over in our culture that we have to guard ourselves from. And, and I mean this personally, I have to guard my heart and my mind mm-hmm. and my spirit from following my flesh. Okay. My flesh is always going to want to strike back. My flesh is always going to want to defend myself. Mm-hmm. My flesh is always going to want to say, you're wrong. I'm right. Mm-hmm. My flesh always wants to do that. Um, but my spirit will always say, I need to be like Jesus. I mm. need to model what Jesus would have for me right here. And I need to do the opposite sometimes of what my emotions are feeling yeah. and what my flesh is feeling. And sometimes even what my own conscious and my own mind is saying, um, even as an American, you know, sometimes the thing that's happening in my mind is, wait a second, I have the right as an American to blast you right now mm-hmm. for not believing in the Judeo-Christian values that our nation was founded upon, right? I, that, that should be my right right now. Um, but I have to remember, wait a second, um, did God call me to hate or did he call me to love? Mm-hmm. And so I think that, first of all, I have to guard myself, right? I have to guard my, my own heart, my own mind from going down a road that would make me want to cancel mm-hmm. someone or treat someone inappropriately. Um, Jesus had opportunities to do that. I think one of the things that he modeled often was he didn't reply or didn't respond at all. Mm. Um, and he just moved on. And mm-hmm. sometimes we have to do that too, I think. The other thing I have, I think we have to do is just be, be aware of our words. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our words are huge. You know, James talks a lot about mm-hmm. how important our tongue is yeah. and we can set something on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to tell, Kate and I used to tell our kids all the time, you're going to throw gas on that fire? You're going <laughs> to throw water on that fire? Well, yeah. my words are yeah. going to do one or the other. My words, and I would say also my typing yeah, on I was, social I was just media, say, yeah. <laughs> my, my typing on Facebook, my, my response on my phone, my Instagram post, mm-hmm. um, my tweet. <laughs> um, and just because we have a president that tweets mean things doesn't mean I can. Right. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. I think we have to be careful, very careful. Um, that my words are portraying the love and the mm-hmm. grace of Jesus Christ, not the hatred mm-hmm. that people would want. And sometimes that's just hard to do. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. when somebody is so different than you and, and they're saying that their difference is right and that you should be persecuted for that, mm-hmm. right? You should be shut down for that. Mm-hmm. Now, here's something interesting. Uh, this was in our reading today that I thought was kind of interesting as we were going to talk mm-hmm. about Cancel Culture Day. So in Matthew chapter 24 yeah, and in Mark chapter 13, and it's in Luke as well in chapter something, but I'm not blanking right now. Um, Matthew said this. He said in verse 9, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death and you'll be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. In the same context, Matthew, Mark says in chapter 13, verse 13, everyone will hate you because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Mm-hmm. I was reminded <laughs> in the middle of this cancel culture that we're going to be hated. Mm-hmm. We're going to be hated. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to be put to death. And we have to make a decision in the middle of that. What, what does a Christian do when they feel hate towards them? Do you hate back or do you love back? Mm-hmm. That's something I think we all have to make a decision about. Yeah. And if, we're gonna, if I'm going to say, um, this is just my decision that I've made, and I think it's a biblical one. The founder said, I'm going to love back. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Even on the cross, he loved back. Mm -hmm. The very people that put him on the cross, what did he say? Father, forgive them, for Mm -hmm. they know not what they do. Yeah. And I think we have to come with that mindset too. Do I agree with any of these differences that I see? No, I don't. But Father, forgive them Mm -hmm. because they don't know what they're thinking. They don't know what they're saying. Yeah. They don't know the lifestyle that they're in that is hurting themselves and a culture and our world. Mm-hmm. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do and help me to love them. 
mm-hmm. in spite of what they do to me. Yeah. And that is, I'll be honest, I'm, I believe that we are heading into, and this is why I presented that series about being intentional, and I believe we need to become intentional Christians. We are heading into a time, I believe, in our future where as believers, we are going to have to do the hardest things we've ever done. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to do super, super hard things to be like Jesus. And that means loving when we're being hated. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a really, really hard thing to do. But if we just continue to hate back, lash back, social media hate back, we'll get nowhere with the gospel. Right. right. We'll get nowhere. Yep. Yeah, like at the end of Romans 12 says, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Right. Yeah, it's about loving. Yeah, so it's good stuff. It's a good word. Something I was reminded of, too, um, that thinking back to our Corinthian study mm-hmm. with communion, and we're talking about communion for a pastoral interview thing, and and was just like the, the, the core concepts of how communion really brought people together right to be reminded they're unified under Christ mm-hmm. and that's also unified in the body of Christ together doing communion I think right now it's really hard in our culture with virtual everything's online and you can find a lot of voices online right. to be pastored by mm-hmm. by like legitimate pastors or by news outlets to be yeah. a pastor we're all being discipled in one way or another right it's what is discipling us and something that I was reminded of is how key and important it is for the believer mm-hmm. to be united in a like a legitimate local church, <laughs> right? Like yes. to see people, yeah, and to know that, like, man, I saw their post last week. I don't know if I agree with that post, and they might have seen you and being like, oh, that's that one person that thinks different than me. Like we might have a difference of mm-hmm. a political opinion, but when you see that person and you do communion together. Right. There's something powerful about that. Absolutely. Where it's like we are united under Christ and we can have forgiveness for each other and we can let Christ transform us. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that's so important that's kind of lost Absolutely. and it got accelerated this last year with yes. COVID and just the dispersing of churches in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, I think something that's so vital mm-hmm. to just people being plugged into the local church, yeah, to an actual body, yeah. um, to be there living and breathing people, not... It's not a dig on virtual church at all. Not at all. But um, it's got its purpose, and we're totally. gonna, we're going to use it in the future. Mm-hmm, totally. But it's it's really essential to still be with the yeah. body of Christ. Yeah. In the end, we have to do life together. We have to. Yeah. Yeah. And and we need to be in the physical presence of mm-hmm. one another. Yeah. Um. And and there are there are certain things that can get done online, mm-hmm. and there are certain things that cannot. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that can get done in person and there are certain things that cannot, sure. but, but we need both. And mm-hmm. I think that's the key as we move into a future mm-hmm. where, you know, a digital future mm-hmm. where we can maybe, um, reach a lot more people mm-hmm. online. Uh, that, that, that means we shouldn't shut off that avenue of evangelism. Sure. We shouldn't mm-hmm. shut off that, um, that process of reaching people in a way that our culture is allowing mm-hmm. people to reach and, and the mechanisms that um, we can use to, to reach people and mm-hmm. to make those initial and first um, opportunities to talk to someone about Jesus mm-hmm. and minister to a hurt or provide for a need mm-hmm. or bless someone sure. in a time yeah. of hurt or in a time of need. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those things can happen in a digital world and we can begin to do things in a digital way. But in the end, at some point we've got to have both mm-hmm. in our lives. And at some point we've got to be in the same room together mm-hmm. saying, um, we don't agree, but we agree on Jesus. Yeah. And um, we're going to agree to disagree. And we're also going to be a people that will move forward with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I was reminded as well in Matthew chapter 24 that one of the big things that is a part Mm -hmm. of Jesus coming back is um, seeing the gospel go to all nations. Yeah. And that's Mm -hmm. something we need to be, we need to agree on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every church, by the way, this is a global issue, not uh, an American issue. Mm -hmm. The church of Jesus Christ globally needs to respond to the call that there are people in every people group that need to hear mm-hmm. the message of Jesus' love and grace and forgiveness. Yeah, that's and, good. Um, and that's our job. That's mm-hmm. our responsibility. And I think 
even what we're talking about right now just distracts us from our mm-hmm. from our most important task as a believer because we get caught up in all these other things and before we know it we haven't done anything about making a disciple talking to my neighbor about Jesus mm-hmm. um, loving someone in Jesus name so that they can see who he is um, we've just spent all this time on all these issues and different things and so um, while it's very important, I believe, for us to talk about those cancel culture things and the things in our culture, in the end, we need to be about the business of our Father's business mm-hmm. and Jesus' business, and that is to go and make disciples of all nations. Mm-hmm. And so, man, that's good. This is important stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think we live in an good, important time. Yeah, I think that's good. And I, I was just that sparked a little thing in my brain that I just heard recently where somebody was talking about the generation Z, mm-hmm. like the, the kids and all that stuff. And a thought has been like, well, this, na- this generation's lost. Like they're just right. lost. And this guy said, it's not that we have an issue with this generation. That's like going away from Jesus. So we have a discipleship issue, right? We're not truly discipling people to actually like yeah. live for Jesus because like you're saying, we can get distracted go on these other roads. We got to be about the father's business. Mm-hmm. We got to get back to, like you said, being intentional, what we're living out as our lives as Christ followers. Right. And letting that happen mm-hmm. in the next generation. Right. Of things. And I was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of truth of, yeah, we might've, we might have an issue in discipleship yeah. when it comes to navigating all these things. And, and it, I think it comes into play when we think about cancel culture as mm-hmm. a Christian, when I wake up in the morning, do I see that my job is to defend my stance mm. or is my job today to show someone Jesus love Yeah, that they huge. might come to know Christ? Mm-hmm. Um, the challenge is in this cancel culture, yeah. you, you almost feel like you have to do both at the same time right? because it, it just the way it is. Yeah. Um, but in the end... I think it's more important mm-hmm. to let God do the defending mm-hmm. and let us focus on doing the loving. Yeah, that's good. That's a good word. Good word. Well, I think we're, I think we, I think we ended in a good framework right here mm-hmm. on this conversation. So um, I think there's more to be had throughout Absolutely. This, this time. I think we'll hit this topic a couple more times just in our conversations and such. Um, that's, that's super good. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, of, a lot to take in and process. So, um, but yeah, again, like we've been saying, like if you have questions or comments or want to talk further, like please, please reach out to us. Yeah. Um, email us. So email Mark at ChiniFaceCenter.org or Cooper at ChiniFaceCenter.org. And we'd love to get in touch with you and just yeah. chat more about these things. Yeah. Cause you know, sometimes this can hit buttons. Mm-hmm. There can be disagreements. There can be things like that, which is good. We want to spark yeah. dialogue and conversation. Um, so we'd love to yeah. talk more on things. And we need to talk about Jesus and culture. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's most important. Totally. Well, cool. Well, thanks again, y'all, for, for listening and just tuning in. And um, we might have a little bit of a, a break in some of the podcast recordings, but... Um, yeah, you'll just, you'll, you'll see it pop up on awesome. Spotify or whatever. Yeah. All those things, so <laughs> thanks for listening to the midweek. All right. See you guys later.